یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے اس میں دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے غصے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 41 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan. Episode number Dirk Nowitzki. Karan, I didn't yeah. even have to Google this one. Yeah. He's, he's easily the, the greatest 41 to, to ever wear an NBA jersey, right? I can't think of anyone else. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I don't even want to bother looking at it. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a ton of stuff going on in the Indian basketball world um, in, over the last few days. Um, it is actually our first episode of the New Year too, isn't it? So, Happy New Year to you, Karan. Happy New Year, Karthik. We are now in 2017. We've been podcasting this for, for quite a long time now. Absolutely. It's, it's about two years and we're, we're going to hit 50 episodes soon. So, celebration of Butter Chicken is definitely overdue. Yeah. <laughs> this, we don't, do, do we really need 50 episodes to celebrate Butter Chicken? I don't know. That's... No, not really. Let's do it for the 42nd as well. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, like I said, a lot's been happening. Uh, why don't you bring our listeners up to speed about the, some of the major tournaments and the results and, and, and stuff like that before we get to the special guest segment. Yeah, we'll be quick because we've already recorded with our special guest and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a long, very chunky and very knowledgeable guest we had um, on, on Hoop Darshan today. So you guys are really going to enjoy the yeah, conversation. It's a, yeah, it's a loaded section. It's, it's a very loaded section that the conversation is about to, uh, that's about to take place. Before we get there, um, just want to let you guys know that uh, the, the biggest tournament in, Indian, in domestic Indian basketball, the Senior Nationals, concluded in Puducherry about a week ago, I think, around the time when you guys heard this. And congratulations to the winners, which were the, the men's team from Uttarakhand and the women's team from Kerala. Uh, Uttarakhand have, you know... Not, not, not a surprise at all. They've been, I think this was the third national title in, in the last five years. Um, and, and because they have the force of ONGC behind them, they have guys like Vishesh Brigamanshi, Amritpal Singh. They were dominant throughout the whole tournament. They beat Tamil Nadu in the finals, which is another super stacked, super talented squad. Uh, and the women's tournament, uh, Kerala, even, you know, as good as Kerala is in, uh, in, in giving us so many great uh, women basketball players over the last however many decades, They haven't actually won a Nationals for 32 years. This, this was the first Nationals victory wow. since 1984. That, that's a so surprise. So it was a pretty big deal for them. I, I, you know, they've been to the semi-final final stage and they always lost because Indian Railways really dominated for the longest time. Right. And then, and then Chhattisgarh had yeah. their moment in the sun. Um, yeah, there was Delhi for a few years as well. Was, the, the, Delhi would get to the finals and, and they won it several times too with the, with the Sphinx sisters. Hashtag Splash Sisters. The, the splash the, the splash sisters um so so that said uh, congrats to both teams uh, kerala beat telangana in the final and uh, we'll talk a lot more about the senior nationals with our with our upcoming guest today um also want to mention that um, the, the the bfi announced tentative plans to or, or they have bid with fiba to host two fiba asia tournaments this year in india which would be huge. I think one of them, Kaushik, is in your hometown of Bangalore and the other place they haven't announced yet. And the two tournaments would, tournaments would be the FIBA Asia Championship for Women and then the, the Under-16 Championship for Women. So we'll really see some of the best current and future uh, women basketball talent from Asia and Oceania. So the Australian and New Zealand teams. So it should be pretty great if it all works out. That's fantastic. Uh, so let's just get on to our special segment then. Who, who, who are we talking to today, Karan? Our, our guest today is Himamshu Dabir, who is the chief of basketball operations for the for the BFI, which which is a great title to to have. He's he's definitely the, the the most one of the most intelligent, knowledgeable, and sort of in tune guys with Indian basketball. Um, he he he's been working with the BFI for the last four or five years now, and has really traveled all over the country. has has been helping. the game grow from the grassroots stage and knows it and knows all the the legal back issues that have been taking place with the BFI um, so he's he's really he, he's really a gold mine of Indian basketball information and I'm excited to start talking to him so I'm excited to uh, introduce the basketball federation of India's 
chief of basketball operations himanshu dabir uh that title sounds amazing himanshu can you please explain <laughs> to us what it is and what you do um so right now pretty much what i do is uh i i kind of uh manage the day to day of the um operations um under mr chandramukhi who is the secretary general um when it comes to just the basic administrative and basketball operations tasks um we kind of i kind of just just manage the whole process um, um my the, my main focus personally is 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 majority on the the grassroots development and the national teams so malani as you may know focuses more on the national events yeah. um so i kind of handle more of the the national teams and the uh which uh Richard you know, got had on a few weeks ago and uh the grassroots things which is my personal passion so uh, how did you get involved with the bfi in the first place i mean uh, first first tell us a little bit about where you're from and and what brought you to india and now you are in bangalore sort of overseeing this massive project for the future of basketball in india how, how did this all begin so uh by i'm sure everyone can tell by my accent uh i am american i was a uh, born in america in syracuse new york i i i just um, thought that was uh, that was an east punjabi accent anyway <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so I was born in uh Syracuse New York which is well known for two things uh it's massive amount of snow and, and Carmelo uh, Anthony and and yeah and uh, Syracuse University basketball so when I was growing up uh, my parents uh, my father actually was was uh, born and raised in Bangalore and my mother in a village outside Bangalore um so my father played basketball um for Beagles actually which is one of the big clubs oh, in Bangalore oh cool that's like so, my, almost my home group That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh my family still all lives in Malaysia. So, um Nice. It's it's pretty cool in that now I get to work in Bangalore, but anyway, so my father like one of the first things he identified with, he went to uh dental school in uh in Philadelphia. So that was when Dr. J was in with the Sixers. So he went to the NBA games and things like that because it was the first thing that helped him assimilate to the country. So then when he went to Syracuse, the the which again two things basketball snow only two things it's known for uh obviously he doesn't like the snow <laughs> we're brown we don't we're bangalore we don't like the snow um so he he just went, constantly went to basketball games so he kind of introduced me and my brother uh into basketball put us uh playing uh, got us playing at a young age um and we kind of fell in love with it because really again it's really the only thing to do out there um so that kind of uh I guess I went to school, went to did the traditional Indian uh Indian American thing of going to engineering. Uh I got my engineering degree from Penn State and then I had worked for an engi- as an engineer for the uh defense industry, hated it. So I decided all right, I want to do sports. Uh I wanted to get into basketball administration. Did some research, figured that everybody in American basketball administration has a legal degree. Um actually everybody in almost all sports uh administration in America have legal degrees because it's just very contract heavy negotiations heavy um and issue spotting it it's all very relevant to the education that you get from law school and uh it ended up that uh, I couldn't tell my parents hey I wanted to do sports administration so I kind of had to find uh, it just made logical sense to be like hey I'm going to be a lawyer and then just go do my own thing when I get into law school to kind of focus on sports so kind of just did um uh kind of i don't know i wouldn't say I, i was sneaky about it but i didn't lie to them by any means i just was sneaky <laughs> about it that's uh, just the indian thing to do ca- is this how yeah, they finding yeah. out imanchu through this podcast for the first time like you have been sneaky <laughs> the whole this what first of all i highly doubt they will get... listen to the podcast yeah what's it going to be are we going to get two new listeners is that what you're saying but uh yeah so so i i worked for um the nba coaches association which is like the union um for coaches uh nba coaches former and pre and, and current and i worked for a guy by the name of michael goldberg who's like very very well respected was the general counsel for the aba when the nba and aba merged way back in the day so i mean he taught me a lot of things and then eventually hooked me up with a, a an internship in the basketball operations department of the new york knicks um right before Woo-hoo. they traded for carmelo oh, so okay. obviously carmelo i'm a huge carmelo fan um despite all his flaws defensively 
um, and hustle-wise, but whatever. He's got plenty of flaws. But I, no matter what, will be a diehard Carmelo fan because he won Syracuse their only national championship. So I will defend him no matter what to my death. Because you're talking, you're, you're talking to the convert, Machu. My my wedding gift was a Carmelo Anthony jersey from my wife, which <laughs> which was so much bigger. Like it it fits me like a kurta. Like it might actually be Carmelo sized. So you know, <laughs> I've been down that rabbit hole. Yeah, I think I might be the only third person in the world who still defends Carmelo. So you're you're in good company, Machu. Good, good, good to hear. Uh, the number of battles I get with with my friends about that is just just awful. <laughs> anyway, so uh, <laughs> to continue, um, I, I I'm not sure if you guys remember Bobby Sharma, who used to head up the IMG of side of uh, basketball in India. Uh, they were looking for some internship help out in the Basketball Federation of India back in 2012 after I graduated law school, and uh, my boss. Uh, at the NBA Coach Association suggested my name to him and he after like six months of me haggling him and sending him emails every few weeks he finally said okay and brought me out here uh, to kind of place me with the BFI the initial thought was I was supposed to only intern with the BFI learn the system and then help and then kind of transition over to the to the professional league with IMGR when it happened but it just it never came about five years later still it's not here um, so I kind of I don't know, man. I just kind of fell in love with it. I like the challenge more than anything. And even though nine time, nine days out of ten, you'll be banging your head against the wall of why the hell I'm here. <laughs> that tenth day, you get that one minor success that makes it worthwhile for the other nine days. That makes you um, worth uh, going to Venus house and having idli vada. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, never mind. It's just a Bangalore reference. <laughs> we'll get that. <laughs> okay, I heard of Vina stores. That's not it. Yeah. Um, yes. I, yeah. So I mean, like for an example, the first, the, the well, the second time we ran the ISBL Nationals in Delhi. I mean that that itself. After like four years of struggling to get the school league going, we finally got it going. It was a it was a huge success. It was huge satisfactory, and then. Three months later, it came crashing down, and they canceled the next year's school. So it has those up and downs, but when it has those ups, they're really high ups. Um, it has the downs, are really high, low downs. But I, I think it's the long term. I think it's it's I can make a huge difference here, and and I think I'm doing that slowly. Uh, so Himanshu, let's let's talk about. I mean, let's give a, a specific example of the ways sort of. Or, or, or the life you lead, like the, the kind of things you experience. You guys just came back from the senior nationals that happened in Puducherry, which uh, is basically the, the biggest conglomerate of, of Indian basketball talent, like the best players in India. I think there were 50-something teams, if you count both men and women's teams, they were all together down in Puducherry. It must have been just a crazy schedule for you guys down there. Uh, it must have been really busy. So, what... Sort of now. Now, I, I, when 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 I when I used to work with the BFI, I've, I've covered several of these um, nationals too. But why don't you explain to us, like, just for the listeners, what what sort of is the off-court atmosphere at these big events when you just have everyone together who is involved in Indian basketball, all within in in, in a couple of courts, really, for a whole week? What's it like down there? So, I mean, it, it's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of work. Um, so depending on the nationals, when you have the diff, the, the youth age categories, U14, U16, U18, the work is uh, uh, um, heavy early because you have to do age verification, which is the major task. Then after that, it gets kind of easy. You just go wa- watch the games, have some administrative tasks here and there, and, and it's good, and, and you're good. But during the senior nationals, it's it's, it's different. It's uh, one. It's it, it, for me personally, it's a lot of uh, committee work and. Since all the the administrators are there of all the different states, um, you generally have an AGM, which is annual general meeting, um, which is trying to get get the calendar set up, get the next projects going and approved. And for me, that's that's the big thing because I mean, for me, it's a lot of creating plans and proposals and getting them to approve it. Um, but in terms of the atmosphere, it's it's great because you don't realize it, but like the level two teams, a lot of them, like you, you'll even though they're level two and the team that they're playing are also level two, their standards are very similar. So some of the level two great games are absolutely spectacular. Um, now, if you put a level two team against a level one team, yeah, it's, it, it's going to be a blowout. But those level two teams, 
uh, I mean, you you can get like Bahar versus uh, Jarkun, for example, um, and and you could get the game that's going into overtime or double overtime, and and it's great. Uh, like I was I was super like I was watching all the Bahar games because I was very excited to see Sanjeev uh, Kumar, who was one of the IMG Academy's yeah. Yeah. kids, back for the first time in three four years. So. You see kids that like uh, that sometimes we're we're killing it in the junior categories and then just go off the radar and then three years later boom they come back and they kill it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from that point of view, it, it, it's extremely fun to watch the games, um, and you just don't know from from morning till night. You don't know if that 6:30 a.m. Mor- game in the morning could be the best game all day or the last one um, could be could be the best. So it's just. Sometimes you miss the good games because you're sleeping in, and sometimes you got to go to lunch and things like that. But um, the atmosphere is great. Everyone's just having fun, especially in a place like Pondicherry, where it's kind of like everyone's a little bit more relaxed. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I've been to ones where in like Delhi, where everyone's freezing cold, and, and they kind of just like it, it's it's not as much, it's not as relaxed, and people aren't as chilled out. But in Pondicherry, everyone's just kind of having a good time. Um, all the players come in the evenings to watch the games. Um, and I get to like catch up with a lot of the senior players that that, that I've developed uh, friendly relationships with. But during camp and things like that, I really can't because um, it's all work or I'm in a different city. But during this time, it's not. I'm not really monitoring them, so I can hang out with them, shoot the shit with them, those kind of things. Um, so, so how was the it, it, how was the atmosphere at, at these games at Pondicherry? Were there a lot of local fans showing up to these games? Has that improved? I mean, that's one of the main concerns. I felt. You know, when when we take, do take basketball to the next stage, where you can actually try and recruit you know, fans to come watch these games, or hopefully one day pay to come watch these games, what are the crowds so like I, at these nationals now? So I, I found Pondicherry pretty um, pretty low relative to the other states that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, we we were just in Karnataka in Hassan for the youth nationals. Okay. I, I mean, it was a small stadium, but that every night. The entire it felt like the entire town was in that stadium. Uh, it was massively packed. Everyone cheering, whether Karnataka was playing or not. Everybody was. They, they all. They always obviously in the south. They'll cheer the southern team, but all just to the the entire town seemed like they were there cheering and having fun. But then Pondicherry, it was just the only people that were there were really the players. Now the players get into it cheering for their teams or their friends. Um, so it's still a good atmosphere. But I, I think we still have to take that next step and focus on. Having our, our seniors specifically in areas where we know we can get good crowds, because that atmosphere will only increase or will only increase the 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 players' performance because they feed off of that, um, and, and they feel good about all these people cheering and, and build their morale as well long term. Um, I think cities like so what I see is cities like Kochi, Bangalore, Chennai, um, Ludhiana was very good. Um, in, in in those major cities, you get a lot of people engaged in the game. But when you go to a kind of, again, it, it, a lot of it has to do with it being a beach town. People aren't really concerned about basketball. They're worried <laughs> about, and it's a and it's a tourist spot, so their worry is more. Um, I'm, I'm like a, they're there for the beach to go eat food, and everything's closed by eleven, so everyone's in bed by like eleven thirty. Um, which is a struggle for us because we don't get done till eleven. You can't eat anything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> did you overall pot? Yeah, what kind of stuff? Like, did you eat anything interesting? Like, or because f- first of all, like the the food that in that's in the mess at these big national tournaments is historically shitty. Uh, so, <laughs> so, 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 so my question, first question is, has that food improved? And be honest about it. And two, did you get a chance to eat like local food in Puducherry? Do you, like do you go out? Do you see anything um, interesting in the city, etc.? Um, so, to answer your first question about the the quality of the food, overall, I believe it has gotten better, and it really depends state to state. Uh, I'll be you, honest with you. Uh, you Austin weren't here was... in, the, in the late late part of the last decade, then. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. But, but uh, I mean, I only came in two thousand twelve. So, but I, uh, it all depends on the state. Like, yeah. so there's some states that I've been to that are god awful. I refuse to eat there. And then there's other s- states that are decent. And then the others that are really good, like Hassan was really good, that I actually chose to eat there over other places outside. Um, so it, it all depends because it's the, the state that's organizing it and it, it's really under their control. Well, Puducherry's was okay. 
but again everywhere i go i always I'm, i mean i'm still a tourist at the end of the day when i go to a lot of these places i try my best to to check out the nightlife uh, to, to go eat everywhere i possibly can um i remember you guys talking to in their beer the other day who's who's like uh like who's a very very good friend of mine um about butter chicken in Ludiana. Uh, I mean, I still can taste it. When you guys were talking about it, I was getting hungry. <laughs> um, um, like, you just have to mention those those few words in a, in a random sequence and I get hungry. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and shout out to you for bringing up butter chicken before any of us did. So, that's, that's a good job. <laughs> See, I, I listen. I listen to you guys. Yep. You have yeah. one <laughs> listener at least. We, we we do end up talking a lot more about food than about basketball, but um. But anyways, yeah, but but for Pondicherry, it's a seafood place. I'm not a seafood guy, yeah, but I, I did. They they have a uh, like a uh, some a French kind of uh, background, so I did eat some French food and it was I, I really enjoyed it. Did um, you go to that big temple? Um, isn't there like Arobindo? Arobindo with the big golf ball in the middle. No. Oh, yeah. Not. That's not how I. I mean, that's not my. Yeah. Uh, that's that's not how I, I roll. I guess I'm more yeah. interested in eating and, and and going out and seeing some people. Nice, nice, nice. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure yeah. I wanted to talk so, to you about the yeah. the tournament itself and specifically the some of the end results that I read on uh, the Ekalavya's website and on Karan's blog as well. Uh, so Telangana and Rajasthan, like these teams, are not. Typically, ones that make noise at, at the latter stages of the tournament, um, and of yeah. course, um, Uttarakhand's victory and Kerala women as well. So, w- what do you think stood out in the tournament amongst these, like these couple of teams that I mentioned earlier, Telangana and Rajasthan, and there's some of the traditional um, powerhouses. So, like, let's let's hear your basketball take on some of the better team, better matches of the tournament. So, uh, I'll start with Rajasthan. So, so Rajasthan. Um Generally, like you said, it's not a historically great team. But this this past year, um, the BSF uh, changed their headquarters, their basketball team headquarters from Punjab to Rajasthan, I believe to Jaipur. So a lot of those players actually came from the BSF team, which is coached by uh, Parandeep Singh, who is actually most recently the U18 um, assistant coach uh, for the national team, the men's national team. Okay. He's done um, a really a great job. I just want, uh, but the, so the BSF stands for Border Security Force. Okay, correct. Yeah. yeah. So, so they've uh, a, a lot of the, the how Rajasthan did had to do with their their senior players that that come from the BSF and a lot of the work that Parandeep has done with that team. Um, and they, I mean, they they were extremely fit. They were able to run a lot of these uh, younger who you would think be more fit than some of these. I mean, one guy was 39 years old on the team. He was out running everyone. Wow. Um, and he was like their their main like the main he was their point guard who was keeping everything steady, controlled the game excellently. Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was number seven for Rajasthan. Um, but he, I mean, he was probably the key factor in my opinion on why they performed so well. Um, I really wish I knew his name so I can give him props. But um, most of these players anyway, so, just end up having a, a Mr. Number from some city or the guy with the big yeah. mustache from Uttarakhand. Like it's always. <laughs> There's so many guys to remember, right? There's so many faces you see. And and what really helped, I mean, I think this really helped them is that, so they played Karnataka in the quarterfinals. And Karnataka really didn't have a coach because their services guy had to be, uh, the services removed all their players. So they had to uh, they had to go with their assistant coach who, who was kind of just learning the process. So I think they kind of just, uh, they didn't have the in-game adjustments that they would have had their head coach been available to them. And that really hurt them towards the end because they were right in the game until about three, four minutes remaining. And then Rajasthan kind of just took over. Um, and, and it was unfortunate because Karnataka had a chance to to make some noise that time because they were really playing well up to that point. But then now now you asked about Telangana. So Telangana has uh, actually their railway players uh, are really the key to that team. Because they have, I can't remember where, I think it's Sekunderbad has a, a, a railway, um, as the railway headquarters for one. So they have, they just recently, I think they have some younger railways players that are really coming into their own. 
And because there's a log jam at the position on the on the, the railways team, they get the benefit of playing for Thelungana. Or Thelungana gets the benefit of them playing for, for the state. Okay. So um, that really helped. And there was two in particular. Um, again, the names, uh, I, I believe one is Divya and the other one is uh, Suganya. And those two really played well, specifically against Chhattisgarh. Um, they held uh, Poonam. Um, I mean, she's still going to score her points because of her height, but when it came down to it, they pushed her out of the box when they really need to. Um, and that, that helped them in the semis. Um, yeah, so, I mean, wait, no, semis, they played They played, they played railways in this. I, th- I think, yeah. wasn't that the game where Anita got hurt? And they, and yeah, they beat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat the Ravens in semis. Yeah, that that sorry, that was uh, they played. The uh, Langana played Chhattisgarh in the in the um, league round. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, 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 you're right. Anita did get injured in that game, and I think that was that was the main main problem. But even before, like in the middle of the game, they they had a comfortable lead. Um, I think when Anita got hurt, it kind of just demoralized the railways, and it just the lead blew up even more. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, yeah, the Longan is a good young team to watch out for. Um, Norman, the secretary there, has done a good job, and and uh, one being the technical commissioner in a very hectic tournament this year, but also kind of guiding that that state properly and, and getting good teams. Because even their 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 uh, youth teams have done been doing a better job lately. Um, and the actual talent from that area is is coming up because that area, that Hyderabad specifically, is is very huge for basketball. In terms of, of the number of people that play, now granted, there's a there's two separate sides of Hyderabad. You have one that is like the rich NRI area that will take it more of a casual, um, casual uh, like hobby versus the kind of um, more uh, lower socioeconomic side, um, which will use it to advance their lives and and have a career. And you kind of need both. You need both of that to actually have the sport succeed, whether it be in a city, the state, or or, or in the nation. You need to have kind of the rich kids that are willing to pump in some of the money and get their corporates kind of attracted to the sport. And then you have to have the real players come from the hood. If you're talking about yeah. in America, that's what's happening. Um, you have the rich kids that want to want to get involved in in the buying the sneakers, the Jordans, and look cool during school. Then you got the 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 guys from the ghetto that are actually playing it 24/7 and using it as a way to get out of the out of their current uh, poor living situations. So yeah, I mean, I think the Lunganas rising overall, and I mean, this is a good show of how. I mean, this is a good um, indication of, of where it's going. Um, the other the other states, I mean, you you got the traditional powerhouses. Everyone, I mean, I mean, I don't think if, if there were betting lines on this, I don't think anyone would have bet. On, on the men's side, other than uh, for Atukandar Tamil Nadu. Yep. And Tamil Nadu, uh, as much as I love those guys on that team, uh, personally, uh, as well as professionally, as players, they just need to get out of this choking habit. <laughs> I'm sorry. The last two, two years, yeah. they've, they've, they've been in the game towards the end, and then whether it be in the group play or in the finals, and it, it just, they just do something that you would not expect from them to to or they can't execute down the road or down the down the uh, down the towards the end to to actually pull it out and and Uttarakhand again one of the major things is they have uh, Vishesh and Amrit Paul this time I mean a lot of most of the time it's been Vishesh who kind of comes through clutch at the end um, but this time Amrit Paul just took over the fourth quarter and just dominated um, no one could stop him um, literally every time he touched the ball, one dribble, kind of half baby hook, basket for three, four straight basket uh, uh, times down the court. Vishesh would just dump it down, easy basket, and that's with a pretty good, two pretty good defenders um, there with with uh, with Rickon and Jiva, who, in my opinion, Jiva, uh, he's the backup uh, power forward, I guess, for power forward or center for. Um, Tamil Nadu, who's, who's going to be someone to look out for in the future for the national team. How hey, old is kids, he? He's 20, 21. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe a couple of years older than that. He's around that age. But um, he, he's someone to really look out for down the road. Uh, he has um, a nice offensive game, good footwork, 
and he, he plays with energy. Um, sometimes he's a little lost on defense in terms of uh, uh, where to go on help defense, but that comes with age. Pretty much all the kids his his uh, uh, pretty much all the all the people his age will, especially in India, will have that will struggle with that. So with the proper direction in a few years, I think he could be a huge help. That's awesome. Uh, was there any teams that you were secretly rooting for? Or uh, like I mentioned before, Bihar. Bihar is one. Um, I, I, Sanjeev Kumar is a favorite of mine. Um, How was he this time? I, I mean, I, I would, I would, uh, I was joking around with him after one of the games that I think, I think he's close to being back to what he was before and even better. Um, he's been working with um, an organization called Sporting, Sporting Ethos in uh, Delhi to help him get back to, to rehabbing back. He had a, a serious back injury, um, which caused him to come back from IMG Academy his junior year of high yeah. school. And he had surgery in India. Uh, and then for a year, he wasn't even able to play. He could barely like really walk beyond the basic pace um, of getting from one point, or point A to A point B. So two years of extenuous rehab, and or after that one year, then he's had two years of strenuous rehab, or strenuous rehab, and really kind of worked his way back to a spot where, or a point where he has that quickness that he showed in the juniors in the U16, um, and that shot really never left him. So I mean, and and we and one of the big things is for the national teams again. From my point of view, I'm always looking at stuff for how is it going to help our national team when we're looking at, at these nationals. Um, it, it's it, a lot of people look at this as the flagship event uh, for for basketball in India, but for me, that's not. It's more of just a scouting platform for what I believe is a flagship event, which is sending these kids internationally to these FIBA tournaments. Um, my job and my goal is to, well, along with the BFI's goal, is to make sure that we progress internationally. So when you look at our positions of weaknesses from now as well as in the next three, four years, our major position of weakness, and, and nothing against the kids that we have there, is point guard. Yeah. Um, Akilan is, is a very steady-handed and a great player, but he's, at the same time, uh, his game is not based on athleticism. His game is based on controlling everything and getting the, guy, getting the ball to the right man in the right spot. And he does a great job at that. But at the end of the day, for us to take that next leap, when we're playing Iran, when we're playing China, when we're playing the Philippines, we need someone who can penetrate in, beat his man, and create a mismatch because the help defender comes to him. And he can dump it off to Amrith Paul, Amjot, or hit one of the, the three-point shooters we have with Pratham and, and Vishesh. The more that we utilize Vishesh as a point guard for our national teams, it hurts our scoring and our offense in general because he's one of our best shooters and best wing players in general on offense as well as on defense. So we need someone to be able to break that man down. And last year, TJ played that role, and he did a, a, a very good job. But at the same time, he's nearing towards the end of his career. Uh, he's, what, 31 years old? He's about my age. So he's looking at maybe a couple of years left max, and then we got to start grooming the next generation. And for me, that next generation of point guards comes with Sanjeev, uh, a kid named Prithvi Reddy from uh, yeah. Hyderabad, and... Um, that Akil AR from Kerala, who, who right now is not really a point guard, but he has a physical build and the ability to become one, but he needs to be mentally trained to become one. And what I mean by that is that he's, uh, his mindset and, and almost every point person who you call a feeder in India, every person other than maybe a handful of them, and Akil, this is why I love Akilin's game, he doesn't think this way, is most of the point guards here is the coach tells him, take the ball and you score yourself. That's not what a point guard's job yeah. is to be. It, it, it's not. It's it's the exact opposite. It's, yeah. You I mean, have they're the ability to Exactly. You're supposed to have the ability to score. That's absolutely true. But your job is you're supposed to be the smart. You're supposed to be the quarterback and in, in, in make the analogy to uh, American football. You're supposed to be the quarterback. You're supposed to be the one that makes sure everyone's in his spot and everyone gets fed the ball the right way so they can succeed and then it opens it up for you. And if they're struggling, that's when you take over the game. So I think a lot of these kids that, that uh, are, call themselves feeders or point guards are not. They're scoring guards. They're the, they're the combo guards that you have, like the Nate Robinsons or the, um, the uh, or player, yeah, players <laughs> of that vein. 
Um, they need like a, I mean, even when TJ plays on the national team, they play him off the ball, and uh, Vishesh generally takes takes the point guard spot. Yeah. And only when Akilan is in there is when Vishesh moves to the to the wing. And again, that that hurts our system. Oh, and there's one player that I did mention in the the, the youth age group that that is going to start coming up, and that's Bala. And I think he's starting to realize how to be a point guard over the last year or two. Uh, starting with the U18 championship, I think he did a good job. I think he needs to cut down on the turnovers. But over, I mean, that again is a is a is a it was inexperienced a for him too. quality. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you saw before if you saw him in the school nationals, what in 2014. Literally every time he touched the ball, he would just go to the rim and not think of anything else. Wouldn't even look for a jump shot, wouldn't do anything. Now he's developed a jump shot. He now looks to set up his teammates. And his coach, uh, his school coach has done a really good job in teaching him uh, what it means to be a point guard. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I think we're in, in good shape from that point guard spot for the next, if these kids develop. But it's got to be on the BFI to make sure that they get the right training to do that. Well, tell us about more of you know the, the the more elite players that we would expect good things out of um, at these national tournaments. So I mean, Amritpal obviously you said he was dominant. I think he he was probably I don't know if if there was an MVP award given, but I'm guessing it would, it would have probably gone to Amritpal Singh if if it if, if there was such an award given at this tournament. Um, and I think in the women's tournament, who would you say stood out for you? Uh, uh, was 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 Gina Scaria out in Kerala? Did she have a good tournament? Yeah, I mean by far she was. Yeah. I mean she, by far the best women's player that we have right now. No, um, no offense to Anita, but um, right now she's she's a star of women's basketball. There's yeah. there's no doubt about that at this point. She had, she carried that Kerala team for the most part, and they have they had a very good bench as well. Um, the, the, a lot of those players come from the Kerala State Electric Board, yeah. um, and their coach, Andrew Jacob, has done a really good job in developing them. Um, and this was they won this without their starting center, Steffi, who just got married. Um, so uh, she didn't actually participate. Um, so without their main, one of their main post players, they were able to win this, and they actually they did a really good job. Uh, and, and Gina did a really good job handling the post. Um, she, I mean, she started, I mean, from when she was 18, she, she showed that she had the ability to really perform at, at any level. And you can tell for, for certain players that some of these nationals just get too easy. Like you mentioned for Amrith Paul, even if, if Amjot come, came, it would have been, um, it would have been too easy for him. Him, uh, Amjot, Amrith Paul, Vishesh, uh, Gina, it, it, these sort of tournaments are just getting too easy for them. Um, they can turn it on when they want to. They can turn it off when they when when they get lazy. Um, I, I, I've been specifically see, uh, saying that about Vishesh for a good five or six years almost. Like yeah. He's been at yeah. the elite level for so long. He almost at, I, I remember there was a time where he he got really out of shape because because he he stopped trying that hard at these tournaments. He was winning MVPs without blinking an eye. Yeah, so he I think like himself on our show. Yeah, yeah. He it just became <laughs> it just became like he had to sort of. Re reassess his like physicality for the international stage just because that hunger f- to dominate in India had gone, you know. Exactly, and I mean, I the best I could explain, or the most, the, the the best example of that is when um went last year in the semifinals in Mysore for the senior nationals when ONGC or Uttarakhand, excuse me. Without Amrith Paul, by the way, because Amrith Paul was playing professionally in Japan. Um, without Amrith Paul, they were down by, what, 17 or 19 in the fourth quarter of uh, the semifinals against Tamil Nadu. He, he just kind of, like, you could just see it. He just, he just said, fuck it. I'm taking over. Mm-hmm. He took over, and literally they had two people on him, three people on him. He was still getting to the hoop for easy baskets. He was on um, And it was, it's not like he's... <laughs> like, it's not even that basketball. he's... <laughs> it's not even that he has superior athleticism either. Like he's he's decently athletic, yeah. But it's just like he has those old man moves where he can use his yep. like a, a a good hesitation, um, a good like using his body well to shield the the player, defensive player from him. Um, it, it's it can seal him off for easy layups, getting rebounds and putbacks. You could just see it during that four to five minute stretch where they came back and, and had 
I mean, what probably was one of the greatest comebacks in Indian basketball history. Not that I, I know beyond the last three, four years, but uh, it, you he could just it. see it in his eye that he wanted to. And he just decided, screw it, I'm taking over, and took it over, and it worked. And if, I feel like if he played like that all the time, it wouldn't be fair to anyone else. I feel like he knows that, too. So was there any other... Um, I think you, you mentioned uh, Bala, Bala Dhanishan Poyamoji, who's, who's sort of one of the guys to watch. Good job. I, know, I, 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 I like practicing every day. <laughs> um, uh, any, any other guys that you, that you saw that, that, that they would basically be very explosive and to, and to watch out for for the future? Because if you say guys like Amrit Pal and Vishesh and Gina, if, if, if for them it's too easy, there's a next crop of guys for, for whom this is where they prove a point. This is their coming out party, so to say. So who would you say would be, would be a couple of people that, we need, that had their coming out party at this tournament? Um, again, I, I, mean, I, I named a lot of these already. Uh, yeah. Sanjeev is one. Jeeva is one who I thought really opened eyes, especially in the knockout rounds, because he didn't get a chance to play that much. And, and this is one of my biggest beefs with Indian basketball, and I'm going to go on a rant here, so I apologize for not answering your question. Please do. Um, I, I really, and I'm going to swear because I'm going to emphasize this, I really fucking hate the fact that they do not play talent. They play seniority. Yep. And I don't give a shit how old you are and how much time you've put into it. Everyone has a lifespan in this. And sometimes these people are put in there because of politics. And that really hurts the development of kids like Jiva um, and, and other kids like a, a, of that ilk who, who, have, who deserve to be playing, who can play with any of those teams. And maybe because they make a mistake or two, they get pulled too quickly. But the whole point of this, and this comes with the knowledge of the coaches understanding what your job is to be coaching and what the ultimate purpose is, is your duty. Yeah, your duty is to win. But at the same time, your duty is to understand that to win, I need these backup players to understand, those kids that have potential, to realize that potential over that eight, nine-day period. So if you do not play him or her for the first few games that you have blowouts or to give him five, even five, ten minutes of run to get him used and adjusted to the situation, when it ne- he needs to play like he needed to play in the semis and finals, luckily Jiva was prepared. But the majority of the players wouldn't be. They would be. They would. They would feel lost, and they would feel completely, uh, uh, completely unknown on the court, and just not know what to do. And it really, and a lot of this has to do with coaching knowledge and understanding what the role and responsibility is of a coach. And it just pisses me the fuck off that sometimes they don't, that they don't understand this. With all the knowledge that is out there, with all the the the, the resources whether it be from the NBA, whether it be on YouTube, you can find a million coaching clinics from every college coach, NBA coach. Um, we, have, we have FIBA helping us and, and providing us with regular, uh, a regular instructor for two months out of the year to come here and run coaching certification courses. And so much is available to these guys, yet they still, and, and women, that they still don't utilize it, and it irritates the hell out of them. Yeah, but... Sorry, Sorry. my rant is over now. I loved it. I loved it. So (laughs) uh, this is exactly what we wanted to hear. Unfortunately, this is is the truth. And far too many teams, I think, still play just their five starters for all 40 minutes. That just shouldn't happen. Uh, I, I, once, I, I don't. I think we've graduated to the sixth now. I think we. I think they play six guys for forty minutes in a lot of cases. Um, I've seen like Indian school league games where you know the, the, the players on the bench, like the 11, 12 players, are just doing the homework because they know there's no chance they'll be going in. They'll they'll change into the basketball uh, uh, gear and and do some other work. They won't even be checking in the game at all. Uh, I, I get that, right? So, I mean, realistically, 9, 10, 11, 12, you're not going to get the play. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I was on the end of the benches for a few years of my life as well. And, it, and, and all right, you know that. But the whole point is you're part of a team. You want to experience it. You want to. And, 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 hey, if you're up by 20 or you're down by 20 with a couple minutes left, maybe you get a run in, bomb a three, and everyone cheers for you because you never get to play. That happens. I get it. But, but the, the, the six through eight should always be playing. You cannot expect, I don't, especially in a tournament situation, in a league, all right, you're going to play your guys 40 minutes because you have three, four days rest, all right. I still don't agree with it, but logic, if you need to win a game, okay. But when you have a tournament setting where you're playing five games in six days, yeah. uh, or in this case, seven days and eight games, what the, what the hell are you doing? Your guys are going to get run down. 
This is why Rajasthan actually beat Karnataka. They played five to six guys the entire time, and they played a press off uh, defense. So you're running your guys down the entire five, six days, and then you to the most important day in your game, you have players either with knick-knack injuries or you just have them exhausted. They can't run towards the end of the game. And then you have Rajasthan, who, yeah, they didn't, I mean, they played probably, I think, seven to eight guys for the entire tournament. They did a, one of the better jobs. That's sad to say that seven, playing seven to eight guys <laughs> is a better job. But but they, they, they were clearly fresher than, than Karnataka. And it hurt them at the end of the day. And it's the coach's responsibility to understand that you have to keep, it's the scientific part of the sports in basketball in particular. You have to understand that your players get tired and give them proper rest. Absolutely. Uh, hey, Vamsha, I want to talk to you a little bit about your own job. You mentioned what you do for the uh, from the BFI angle as well as um, some of these events. So I, I want to ask you about the school and college leagues, which kind of have gone off the radar a little bit, and the pro league as well, which you touched upon. And we talk about this literally every episode as to how bloody Kabaddi has a uh, pro league, but basketball does it in India. So, what's the situation with the school league, college league, and the um, ever spoken about pro league, which we don't know when it'll come? So, uh, uh, start with we'll do it hierarchically. We'll start with the school league. Yeah. Um, so, the school league, we did it this year, um, not in the, the 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 fashion that we would like to have, but given the the short time frame that we had um, after we got the required funds and, and that sort of stuff. Uh, we did it in about 10 cities. Um, we kept it small. We just wanted to give the outlet to the um, players to, to get back into the mix of playing in the school league. Next year, we're going to do it in a much more, uh, much more planned and a much more, um, what's the, uh, public way, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. We kind of did it just on the quiet just to get it just to, just to get the kids an opportunity to play. Next year, we'll give it some more publicity. We'll make it open to more states. Um, and we're going to try to create a more American system in the sense of mimicking the American system in some sense where it's more geographical. So, for example, we'll say we have 16 teams in Bangalore um, now or in Karnataka. So each state will have a choice. So for Karnataka, for example, it, it makes sense to start with Bangalore and then expand out. For Kerala, for example, you may not have that many quality schools in Kochi, so it makes sense to kind of spread the group, different groups to different cities. So maybe two groups in Kochi, one in Trivandrum, and one in some other city. Um, so naturally, it would expand into that. But for example, for a city like Bangalore, um, or a state like Karnataka, you start in Bangalore and then break it up regionally. You have one group in the south, one group in the north, one group in the east, and the west. So they'll play their group stages a home and away kind of system. When I mean in a way, I don't mean literally we're going to play in your home and they're going to come to our home. I just mean a double leg. Mm-hmm. Um, so they play the double legs and then the quarter, the top two teams from each group come together and play like a city finals or a state final, depending on that. Um, and then the winner of that plays the national, the national finals. We didn't get to completely do all of that this past year. But um, and a lot of that has to do with the timing of the leagues. You have to do these leagues in June to August. Um, that time frame, depending on which city you're in and whether it's north, south, and when the school starts. Um, uh, rain, you have to factor in the rainy season. You have to factor in a lot of things. But it has to be done during that June to, to August, September time frame. And at least get the city and state um, leagues knocked out. And then the national finals before Diwali. Because after Diwali, everyone's... One Diwali, everyone's going partying. And then the second... Right after Diwali, you have um, uh, exams. So school league will come in a bigger and better fashion this year. Um, again, it's it's been one of my babies since I've been here in 2012, mm-hmm. um, and I really and I know these the, uh, the BFI's leadership now, Mr. Govindachar, Mr. Chaturmukhi have really put an emphasis on it, um, and and FIBA has supported us for the same as well. So I know I know all around everyone has big plans for the school league, and, and over the next few years, I think it'll it'll come to fruition. Um, now, the College League, my personal view, and this is not the view of the BFI, uh, my personal view is that I think it's it's unnecessary from a, a federation standpoint. Mm-hmm. I think you already have college systems in place and structures in place that if we create a college league, it, we're just 
we're devaluing some of the existing ones and as well as we're getting into a market which we don't really care to get into or we shouldn't care to get into because when they get into college what is our what is our purpose when it comes to development they are who they are yeah we don't we're not helping them teach fundamentals at that point they either know the fundamentals or they don't if you want to enhance their fundamentals that's fine but that's when you get into the national champ or national camps and things like that it's not our job to go to colleges and teach colleges how to coach basketball mm -hmm. we can train their coaches absolutely but it is not our job to get there and create the systems and structures of of college we can now team up with existing situation that is has a structure an existing structure and lend our expertise to it absolutely that's where i believe it, our, the college system is best suited for the bfi i do not believe it is best suited we create our, a separate parent structure to ordinance that is already existing it does not make sense and it is not a good utilization of resources um the third aspect of the pro league that i really can't comment too much on um i may be getting fired if i did <laughs> but we have it. You guys know you. You guys know the the background for the most part. We had a contract with IMGR. It's still in place. We'll see how what happens to that. In the meantime, we really our hands are tied. And I just hope the people that do listen understand that we're trying our best to do what we have to do, but we're restricted by the circumstances surrounding us. Well, imagine. Let's let's just quickly mention one tournament, a couple of tournaments that BFI may actually. Um, may actually oversee in India to take place this year is when um, the president, Mr. Govindar, said a few weeks ago that that the BFI is planning to host two FIBA events in India. Now, is that rumor true? It was published on Sportstar and I haven't heard anything back since. So is the BFI going to host the FIBA Asia Women Championship and the FIBA Asia, I think, the Under-16 Women Championship this year? Um, that's the plan. Okay. Um... I think it would be a big boon for us. It's been the first time since 2009 yeah. that, if it happens, that the national um, yeah. championship has been held. Like, so we've we've bid on them. Um, we are waiting for FIBA to confirm. I think there's a very, very, very good chance and probability that we're given both. Um, the last time we did it was 2009. Yeah. Um, again, both the same same exact ones: U16 women and, and senior women. Um, it's going to be cool this year because both New Zealand and Australia are participating in both. So the competition will be very, very tough. Uh, um, and I think it'll be a great opportunity for our, our one, and to shine some light on basketball, but two, also um, let our kids play in front of uh, their family and friends internationally. Like, nationals are one thing. Um, but international is a completely other thing when you, you're going up against Kazakhstan, China, um, and all those other teams. So I, I think it would be a huge boost. And plus with the new FIBA men's home and away system coming up, uh, it's going to give us kind of a, um, a, nice, a nice way to learn on the fly about how to host international. Yeah, we're really looking forward to those home and away games. It just it'll, it'll bring so many more international teams to India, so that'll be a lot of fun. Correct. Yeah, and I mean India does not have a shortage of money by any means. It's it's not a poor country at all. Well, we have a shortage what of cash. <laughs> oh no, yeah. <laughs> just wanted to, just wanted to mention that. Just just want, don't want don't want that to slide. Lead is to just kind of uh, kind of showcase it's a sport to be and it is it's some it's a, a sport of value and a sport of excitement and I think doing all these activities will help do that more so than if you did something like this for football I don't think many people would be in, in uh, very much enthusiastic enthusiastic about it simply because it's kind of a slow and boring ass sport. Um, <laughs> I probably pissed off a lot of people, maybe half of your listeners, but I, I personally, I like playing football. I hate watching it. I think uh, you watch a sport for 95 minutes and someone only, maybe they score a goal. It's not exciting to me. Himam, uh, just one more question before we let you go. Um, I read recently that yeah. the BFI has kind of revoked its ban on the UBA. Uh, are you in a position to say something about this without getting fired?
<laughs> uh, I'll try to answer it. So what? What you want me to just? Wait, what's? Confirm or deny? Uh, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I cannot confirm nor deny oh, anything that has transpired. Oh, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I mean, uh, we. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with that. I can't really comment on it. I'm sorry. Um, we have I to like ask. my job. I don't want to lose. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> um, uh, thanks for giving us your time, Himanshu. It seems like uh, you are you're, you're a busy man with a lot with a lot on your plate, and I mean that also literally because you're getting to try all this awesome food wherever you travel. So there's definitely a lot on your plate. Um, enjoy the the rest of your day, and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we catch up at some point at one of these. Uh, national tournaments or hopefully during a FIBA Asia tournament. There's a lot more basketball coming our way in India. So looking thank forward you, to you. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this year is going to be a big year overall. Um, we got a lot of things coming, I think, in the next month. There's a lot more announcements coming. Uh, and and I, I think our kids are going to be absolutely... Uh, for time given the amount of tournaments that are all coming here. So that's a good thing. Awesome. That's awesome, Himanshu. Thanks a lot again for your time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Himanshu. Great talk to you. So I want to thank Himanshu Dabir for joining us for episode 41 of Hoop Darshan. Kaushik, that was definitely uh, one of our, uh, as we as we predicted, one of the weightier conversations we've, we've had on this, on this oh, podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've been hearing his name from some of the other guests that we've had, you know, about how he's literally in the thick of things with everything going on in the BFI right now. So it's great to get an insider perspective of everything. Um, very, very knowledgeable, of course, very passionate. It's it's amazing to have people like this work in the inside, to be honest, more than anything else. Yeah, like so people who genuinely love basketball and aren't just there just because, you know, it's like another career outlet. Like for him, it, it is a passion. He does want to see Indian basketball grow. Um, and and he was able to to very um, uh, very openly discuss with us some of the, some of the thornier issues too. You know why um, the uh, obviously the the issue that that gets at him is is the coaching issue and and not not playing several players deep. But also we we got to talk about the 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 school league, the college league. So that was a good look for us. Uh, I mean, for us to hear from him about that stuff. Yeah, but definitely. Um, what did you have to think about the the pro league? Because, to be honest, I I'm, I was surprised that uh, the BFI is not as big of a culprit as we all imagined. And they, I mean, it's absolutely legit that it the snag could come from IMG's uh, end. But um, yeah, as as we always tend to say in these kind of situations, the losers are the basketball players and the fans. There's there's just not, no other way to put it. Um, I mean, yeah, he's he, he, he it, it, it is definitely not entirely the the BFI's fault because I mean, if if you guys know the whole story, the BFI, you know, the BFI broke into two committees a um, couple of years ago now, and and the committee that he's working for is the committee that is now currently running things in in Indian basketball. They're the ones who have been recognized by FIBA. Um, they're the ones who are based in in Bangalore. I mean, the the head office is Delhi, but they do a lot of the operations out of out of Bangalore. Um, and uh, but unfortunately, the IMG Reliance contract that was signed back in 2009 or 10 to sponsor Indian basketball to help the game grow to and and the contract was a 30-year contract, and it basically gave IMG Reliance all the the merchandising and broadcasting and organizational rights to all of Indian basketball stuff. Now, when the split happened, the IMGR, because of their political connects, you know, um, because the, 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 BFI, the BFI faction that is not the current ruling faction is the one that's that led by Rupam Sharma and Poonam Mahajan. Poonam Mahajan, who's a BJP MLA. And because of their political relationship with the BJP, the Reliance, in IMG Reliance, I think they, they have favored that side, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the 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 quote unquote losing side in this in this BFI battle, and because of that, they haven't been they haven't been willing to to accept the the winning BFI side 
and they haven't given them the, the funding they've required. And therefore, if we, uh, what's happened is that the BFI can't get other title sponsors because it's, as Himachu said, IMG Reliance isn't shitting or getting off the pot. They are they're neither cutting the losses with the BFI, nor are they allowing them to get other people to sponsor them. Right. So because of that, all the work that the, that, that the BFI has done in the last year and a half or so has been through, you know, uh, like fundraising or, 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 or basically through through, through pri- private funds, you know. Um, and obviously, that's not enough money to, to launch a football league. So now now I think the, the this whole battle between IMGR and BFI is going to go through some litigation there. Um, I think we are closer to, to the, you know, to the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully, I think there will be a solution within a few months where the BFI will eventually be free of this contract, be free to sort of reach out to other sponsors and then eventually, finally, one day, you know, we, we might be a sport like Kabaddi and have our own pro league in India. Oh man, I can't wait for that day. I, now, I don't know if I'll be 70 <laughs> years old when that happens. But uh. Now, I want to add a caveat. Every time I say that, uh, our friends over at the at the UBA are slightly miffed because... They they rightly consider themselves also a pro league in India, yeah. But um, but as I have I've said to uh, the the people who have worked with the UBA, in my personal opinion, I do not consider them a full pro league. And I, when I mean a full pro league, I want it to be longer. I want it to be actually home and away. I want teams you know from Delhi to actually be playing in Delhi, and teams from Bombay to actually be playing in Bombay, and so on and so forth. You know, yeah. Something that something where we can get the best players in India to aspire to play in. Right. Um. That is the kind of league that I'm hoping that the BFI delivers. Absolutely, absolutely. Speaking about the UBA, we actually didn't get uh, to hear from him, I'm sure, about this, which is completely fair. Um, What do you think about this, like, potential um, thumbs up from the BFI that we've read about? Um, So, the... the, Now, I'm quoting um, Kameshi Navasan, who who did the article um, in in Sportstar, about a week ago, where he he's the one he was he was the source. Kamesh, by the way, one of the, the the better sports journalists in India. Shout out to him. Um, he, he's the one who wrote about uh, Govindraj and announcing the bid for the two FIBA tournaments, mm-hmm. and also about considering to give uh, UBA players a thumbs up. Now, if you guys if you guys might might not know the story behind this, the BFI banned all participants, players, coaches, technical staff who took part in the UBA from taking part in. BFI national events, which meant that all of these guys couldn't play in the senior nationals. A lot of um, this, the services, the team that are the reigning champions in the men's tournament, did not come back to defend the title because a lot of their, uh, for two reasons really, a lot of their players played for the UBA and also they didn't pay subscription to the BFI. Um, so because of all of these like little snags, I think a lot of the players who could be getting all these opportunities, the, the pro league opportunity, the, the nationals and the international team opportunity aren't getting it. Um, let's hope it works out. Like for me, uh, Koshi, you and I have talked about this. We just want these guys to play as much as possible. Like does, I don't care where they play. I just want them to get basketball exposure. I want to see more basketball in India. Yeah. Um, has, hashtag make players play again. That's, exactly. that's, that's all we're about. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, I, I hope that we hear some clarity on this issue. Uh, Kamesh's article on Sportstar did say that it's going to happen, but until we, you know, n- nothing is sure until it's sure, right? So, yeah. So we'll... In, in typical India and basketball India fashion. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, awesome. That's uh, that, that brings us to an end of a pretty, pretty loaded um, episode in uh, true homage to Mr. Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, <laughs> Um, so anything that's caught your eye recently that we have missed out on, Karan? Um, I think uh, we'll we definitely have to catch up on on greater depth about the NBA and talk about the NBA All Star. But since this episode has has gone way too long, Kaushik, let, let's return to that in a couple of weeks and and and, and let's do a good NBA All Star episode. Absolutely, they'll they'll uh, straight deep into. Whoever number number forty two is, is is gonna have the honor, I guess. That's I don't it. know anyone off the top of my head. It's going to be the answer to everything, though. 
exactly the the, the light to universe and then, uh, wait what am i saying something the, like the, that yeah, exactly. Shout out Douglas Adams, one of my favorite books of all time. <laughs> Which we can't recollect now. That's, uh, that's just how it is. Um, all right, guys, as, as always, thank you so much for listening to us. Um, by the count of Karan, myself, and Himamshu, you're about 30 of you. Uh, and uh, I'm pretty sure we're more, um, if, if I just do simple math from the download list. So uh, shout out to all you guys to continuously... Uh, listening to us and for supporting us on a variety of social media if you still haven't found us on all of them we are available at Hoop Darshan on Twitter, Facebook, iTunes SoundCloud, Podbean and a bunch of other places. If you want to reach out to Karan on Twitter he's at Hoopistani and if you want to reach out to me I'm at underscore Kaushik7 and uh, feel free to hit us up at any time if you want to talk to us about basketball butter chicken, um, pretty much anything else uh, yeah, we'll be up for it for sure. <laughs> uh, until next time then, hashtag India Basketball.